gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another edition of my two cents podcast hosted by g2 i am g2 this is episode 130 which is entitled learning um before i get into the reason why i entitled today's episode learning i want to get you guys into the national food days of the week today being june the 11th 2023 it is corner and cob day as well as german chocolate cake day june 12th it is peanut butter cookie day and falafel day nothing on june 13th but on june 14th it is strawberry shortcake day June 15th, Lobster Day, June 16th, Fudge Day, and to round it up, June 17th, Cherry Tart Day, as well as Apple Strudel Day. Now, with the National Food Days out of the way, let me tell you the reason why I titled today's episode Learning. The reason why is, as we grow up, we are learning day by day. That's all a podcast is. Some people are taking their edges off by listening to a podcast and then listening to a podcast. You can learn something that you didn't learn before. And that's all today's episode is basically about. I want to teach some of you guys some things that you guys did not know. Or if you did know, um, just basically reaffirm it and hopefully you turn this on to someone else so they can listen to it so they can learn something as well. And to start us off, I want to start off with international news. Not really international, it's more in North America, but it has something to do with Canada, so I consider that international. But long story less long. This comes from Reuters. Canadian province changes LGBT policy in schools to recognize role of parents. Ruling conservatives in the Canadian province of New Brunswick this week made changes to the rules for schools as they sought to recognize the role of parents in questions around gender identity, but have faced backlash from within their own party. The former policy, which dated from 2020, said teachers must respect all children's chosen names and pronouns, regardless of age, and that it should be up to the student whether their parents were informed on Thursday that all changed when their education minister, Bill Hogan, announced changes to that policy. From July 1st, children under 16 must have parental consent to alter their names and pronouns at school. Another change to the policy removes a reference to students being allowed to participate in activities consistent with their gender identity. There's also a new requirement that gender-neutral washrooms be private. Now, there would be some pushback from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as he attended an LGBTQ plus event in Toronto on Thursday. He spoke out against the move. He would say right now trans kids in New Brunswick are being told they don't have the right to be their true selves, that they need to ask permission. Trans kids need to feel safe, not targeted by politicians. So having read that, that is what's going on in the Canadian uh, educational system over there in province of New Brunswick, I don't, I don't like the idea that now the kids have to uh, get their parents' permission to change or even uh, change their names or pronouns. Because here's my thing on this: we are starting to see kids be more upfront and say, "Yo, I don't feel this way. I don't feel that I should be um, presented this way because I don't feel this way." If a 
person is born a man and they feel that they're not a man. They were meant to be born a girl and then they start changing their name and they want to be known as this name or the pronouns, changing of pronouns. I think that the school should respect that. I think that the school should allow that. And I think just on the side, they should ask them, hey, did you talk to your parents about this or that type of stuff? I don't think that you should have them now say, hey, I can't call you that unless your uh, parents know about this or such and such because you're putting these kids technically at risk because a lot of kids, as I said before, they're starting to become more upfront with it now, but there's certain kids that are still not upfront. They still don't feel safe at home. They still don't feel comfortable having that conversation with their parents saying, hey, I don't feel this way. I don't feel that I was born this way. I'm in my right uh, associated body necessarily. So I don't understand why this was such a big deal for the educational program over there. Just allow the kids to be called what they want to be called if they feel that type of way. Yes, there's certain kids that are going to want to shorten their names. Like if a person's name is uh, John or Jacob, they might just want to be called as uh, Jake, something like that. You get my drift. Like that type of stuff is always happening. But if someone is born a Susan and they don't feel like they're born a Susan, they're born like a Tom, they feel Tom just... Pull them all to the side, ask them what's going on, and the kid will tell you what's the deal. As an educator, you would know that and you will want to have the kid's best interests at heart when you are around them. So for this now to change, and now you have to have the parents consent to say, yeah, you can call Tom a Sue or Sue a Tom. It's just weird to me because, again, certain parents are not ready to have that conversation with their kids or certain kids are not ready to have that conversation with their parents. So I just wish the kids and the parents a lot of luck as this is now going to become a new talking point for them. This is going to have to force the situation at hand. And hopefully uh, the children that feel this way, they at least will be able to talk to their parents and the parents will be sensible and the parents will be actually want to listen to them. That's what I'm hoping for now that this has uh, come to fruition in New Brunswick in Canada. Now, continuing on in Canada and sticking with Reuters, they will say Canada's uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was in Kiev, uh, which is in Ukraine, and he would announce military aid. Uh, so Justin Trudeau announced $500 million in new military aid for Ukraine during an unannounced trip to wartime in Kiev on Saturday as Ukraine grids for a counteroffensive uh, strike against Russia's forces and grapples with regular airstrikes. Trudeau paid his respects at a memorial to Ukrainian soldiers killed fighting pro-Russian forces since 2014. He also met uh, their president Zelensky and addressed Ukraine's parliament. We will be there with you as much as it takes for as long as it takes, he said in footage of the talks released by Kyiv authorities as he sat across from Ukrainian leader. NATO member Canada which has one of the world's largest Ukrainian diasporas, has supplied military and financial assistance to Kyiv since Russia invaded in February 2022. Ukraine wants to join the NATO military alliance as fast as it can, but Zelensky has recognized that cannot happen while the war with Russia is raging. Canada supports Ukraine to become a NATO member as soon as conditions allow for it. Ukraine and Canada look forward to addressing these issues at the NATO summit in July of 2023, said a joint declaration adopted after the talks. 
So Ukraine is getting some military assistance from Canada, which is something that America television or America news does not cover. And that's something that you would think you would want to cover, especially with the politicians going back and forth with some politicians uh, complaining about how America has been giving so much uh, military aid and the finances of it over to Ukraine. You would think that America would like to say, we're not the only people paying to help out Ukraine. You would think you want to put that into your PowerPoint or into your uh, type of presentation when you go against your opposition to let them know, hey, we're not the only people that's doing it. There's another uh, country that's doing that as well, that's helping out this less fortunate country against this big other country. You would think you would want to put that in your presentation to try to like cool down the talks of any type of rebellion that's happening in uh the talks of politician against politician, Republican, Democrat, all that type of crap. But no, America News does not say that. America News does not publicize that. If they do, they put that like in the tiny little uh, words that go across your screens. That's the only time they might even mention it. They don't really put that like big bold. I would at least. So just to let everyone know, it's not just America fitting the bill over there to help out Ukraine. Uh, Canada's doing it as well. Canada is giving up $500 million in military aid. So America, it's not just us. Canada's doing it as well. And I'm glad Canada's doing it too because Ukraine, they're still dealing with uh, crap from Russia. And I hope, again, someone in Putin's camp can knock Putin on the head and say, hey, yo, dog, it's time. It's over. There's no more that we can do here. Ukraine military they're constantly going to get aid they're constantly going to get uh backing from all these other countries it's time for us to give up and just head on home that's what i'm hoping for so again prayers to the ukrainian people prayers to the people in russia that don't want to be fighting this war because they have to listen to a dictator but again prayers to both of these countries but prayers to the ukrainian people because they've lost a lot you lost people and you lost uh buildings and homes so prayers to you guys now move over to U.S. news. First thing I want to talk about, uh, a lot of states up in the northern, eastern part of the United States, they got hit with this uh, smoky uh, wildfire smoke from Canada. And I'm going to say this right now, the photos that I saw from New York City this past uh, week, when it first started, I believe in what, Tuesday, Wednesday, one or two, it looked horrendous. As the week, as the days did go by, um, it did clear up. It didn't look as bad as it did earlier in the week. So I'm glad they got that at least situated and calmed down, at least from the photos and videos from what I did see. But I just have a question. Why did it look so orangey from the smoke in haze from Canada's wildfires? Smoke is usually supposed to be... Um, black grayish type of behavior i didn't i don't remember smoke ever being orange you know what i mean i don't i don't understand it i'm not a meteorologist i'm not a weatherman i'm not like going to do the research on it to be completely honest with you but when you think of smoke just start a fire in your back just light something on fire the smoke that comes out of it is black and gray it's not orange so, again, I just didn't understand that, but getting to my point here, I try to look up why 
Canada had a lot of wildfires and what's the cause of this. And CBS News will provide with uh, warm and dry conditions are like kindling for wildfires. Much of Canada, like the rest of North America, has experienced record heat and drought recently as climate change continues to warm the planet. The fire season is also lasting longer now because of climate change. Spring is coming weeks earlier and fall is coming weeks later. More time for fire and grasslands to burn. A member at the Queen's Institute for Energy and Environmental Policy at the Queen's University in Canada would tell CBS News. So drought leads to a lot of climate change. Climate change leads to a lot of drought. Either way, just fire. A lot of humidity, a lot of this type of crap can lead to something just catching on fire in Canada. And again, I've said this before and I'll mention it here. Canada is like the silent neighbor that you have. It's up there. It's always minding its own business. You don't ever hear much about Canada, to be completely honest with you. You don't know if they got crime up there. You don't know if they got drugs, uh, trafficking, or what type of like misbehaviors up there in Canada. They are really just silent bunch of people. The only time you ever hear anything about Canada is people making fun of Canadians for being so nice or having like Tim Hortons and maple syrup in like Canadian bacon. That's the only thing you hear about Canadians are really going to be honest with you. So for this to come out of Canada, for them to have a lot of these wildfires out and for the smoke to be completely engulfing the northeast of the United States, it was uh, terrifying to see. And I have a relative living up in the northeast and I asked him, how is it in his parts? And he said, well, the smoke didn't really get to hit us the way it hit, like, New York, New Jersey type area. So I was happy for my relative not to get hit with the smoke as bad as it was from, like, again, the videos and the photos of it just being that just smoky and dirty, even to a point, I believe, what, Thursday or Friday, Philadelphia had their school system, like, shut down and had them go to online schooling because of the smoke and the particles around in the air quality, which I was shocked again. Uh, school system, they kind of shut, not shut down, they're kind of done with the school year down here. I would expect everybody to be kind of be on school break, but then I got to remember college kids, they still go to college and all that good stuff. So I thought that in North, like the Northern states, you guys would have had like some emergencies, like state emergencies of stay inside your homes, don't go out because the air quality is bad from the smoke and all this type of stuff. But since COVID happened, they just start issuing mask uh, ordinance, I believe, in some of the states. So people had to go out there wearing a mask. If you were going to go out there and do your job or go out and try to run groceries, you had to have a mask on. So I want to say again that I am happy that the smoke has moved or starting to move away from those northern states and it's uh at least going to get better right now it's not the best but it's going to get better as uh the days and more than likely the weeks would move on and again my prayers are to the people in canada that are around the wildfires that are getting all that smoke and uh crap being inhaled into their well lungs as well as all the other 
states in America because it just talked about the Northeast getting it. I wonder how a Washington and states over on the West Coast are dealing with it because on the map it did show like some of the wildfires hitting up over there in the West. So I wonder how bad it, the smoke got over there. But prayers to everyone that was involved or that's still dealing with the smoke input right now. Now, going on to the next topic here, as it's come from CNN, I want to talk about the Virginia High School uh, graduation that got shot up, where it left two people dead, an 18-year-old graduate, Sean Jackson, and his 36-year-old stepfather, Renzo Smith. Those were the two uh, males who were killed at this graduation, and it left five other people injured. The suspect, 19-year-old Amari Pillard, was arraigned Wednesday morning on two counts of second-degree murder and is being held without bail. Pillard had an ongoing dispute with the 18-year-old victim, and it was a targeted attack. Further charges are pending. A 9-year-old was struck and injured by a car in the chaos that followed the shooting and is also related to the family of the two people who were killed. She is currently recovering from very minor injuries. The government opened fire in Monroe Park, where hundreds of graduates and guests had gathered across the street from the Altria Theater, where Huguenot High School held the ceremony. I didn't know Sean, but I shook his hand and wished him congratulations about 20 minutes before he died. Jason Camerons, the superintendent of Richmond Public Schools, said Wednesday, I can't shake the image of him receiving CPR on the ground, still in his graduation gown. This is... <laughs> this is terrible. Um, this is disgusting. The suspect is due back in court on June 21st. This was nasty. I'm just going to be point blank and honest with you. Again, we're living in a new uh, generation where these kids, and I'm going to say kids because they're not even teenagers in my eyes. These are kids because for you to go to a public place and just start shooting this place and again it's a targeted attack but you shot someone at their graduation there's a time and a place for any and everything i understand you had uh, a dispute with the 18 year old i understand that you guys can get into something cool fine whatever i am of the idea that you and that 18 year old should have scrapped you guys should have fought did something of the measurement that it did not require any guns involved. But for you to bring a gun to someone's graduation and you to shoot him and his stepfather, that's that's going uh, above the protocol of having beef with someone. You guys, you generation, new generation kids here, I don't understand it. I see it all the time. This is a new like running thing constantly over and over kids bring guns out when they don't want to fight someone hey i'm gonna get my strap i'm gonna do this do that this is stupid just run the fair one run the fade yo i see you when i see you that type of business yo do it that way do not have a gun that costs someone their lives now this 18 year old is dead his stepfather is dead you now have two counts of second degree murder on your hands charges probably will be getting, well, going up, if I'm going to be honest with you, because if they find more stuff, and because this was a targeted attack, they're going to probably say this is premeditated murder, because this was a targeted attack, so they can, they're going to be adding more charges to it. 
dude, you are going to be spending time in jail over a beef that you and this 18-year-old literally could have, like, solved without you and him talking it out, or if it came to blows, it get the blows, and then after that, you two knuckleheads, you two idiots, go about your business. But now one is dead, he will never get to live out his full life, get to see his full potential, and now you, the big supreme idiot, you go to jail now, which is going to happen, and you, my friend, you are going to be not even able to see your full potential, because you're going to be spending a quite a long time in jail for this. This was stupid. It makes no sense how this new generation of kids are just running to pick the guns up instead of just finding it out and just calling it a day after that. I think it's because of the machismo and the ego that really has everything got the kids messed up. Because if you lose a fight, you now have the internet to celebrate it. People are going to be picking at it. And the people that know you, they're going to constantly just play that just and harass you with you losing a fight, which not everyone wins a fight. Just going to call a spade a spade. Not everyone wins a fight. I guarantee you Floyd Mayweather has lost the fight. He wasn't always that good at boxing. You know, he had to suck before he got good, right? So this is just something that a lot of these kids don't understand. You have to lose to win. And even in this quote-unquote loss, you still learn something. You learn to either better protect yourself or you learn to never ever beef with someone that probably has the ability to beat you up. See, in a loss, you have the ability to learn. So I really don't even call that a loss. A loss is whenever you don't learn nothing from it and you try to do it all over again. That's a loss. That's something that these new kids are, is not programmed in them. I don't know if it was because I was raised up in a time where people were still allowed to fight, where it's just like a slap on the hand, that's what it was, or I was raised up in a culture that, hey, yo, if you fight, you fight, call it a day, that's it, you don't ever pick up a strap, you don't ever pick up a gun, aka Friday style, where Ice Cube was about to beat up Debo, he went to get a gun, Pops told him, uh-uh. You win some, you lose some, but you live. You live to fight another day. A lot of these kids are losing that focus. They're losing that teaching. It's not being taught to them. Somebody needs to grab these young kids and tell them, hey, yo, do not pick up a gun. If you have a problem, talk it out with someone or fight it out. This right here could lead to exactly what it could lead to. This, someone being dead and someone going to jail for the rest of their life over something so stupid. So that's just my PSA to everyone because reading this, it was sad, it was depressing, and again, we see this more commonly, but just for it to be at a graduation where people are supposed to be celebrating someone moving out of one chapter of life, going into another chapter, and knowing that that person will never ever enter into that other chapter, it's just sad. That's all I got to say about this topic, to be honest with you. Now onto some kind of brighter news. And I say kind of because I'm about to get to it here. As reported by the Associated Press, Florida woman who fatally shot neighbor appears in court. Sheriff release details of racist threats. A white Florida woman charged with shooting and killing her black neighbor told detectives that she called the victim's children by racist slurs in the months leading up to the slaying, according to an arrest report released Thursday. Susan Lewis Lawrence 58 admitted to detectives that she called the children the N-word. 
One child told detectives that the night of the shooting, Susan came out of her house and gave the children the middle finger and also said this, Get away from my house, you black slave, according to the report. Now, I'm not going to read more into it. Long story less long, this woman was a just a menace in her neighborhood. Uh, all of her neighbors knew who she was. She was a bad neighbor. She was someone that was a, not a good person. Long story less long. Susan, she ends up killing a 35-year-old black woman who was a mother of four, uh, Ajika Owens, better known as AJ Owens. Um, all this happened because Susan, she was, again, being a pest to some children, and it happened to be Miss Owens's children. And the report is that Susan, like, said some slurs to the black children. The children, like ran away, and one of the children left her iPad there. Susan would go and grab the iPad, and when the kid tried to get her iPad back, Susan ended up throwing the iPad, and it hit one of the kids in the head. So the kid ends up going to tell their mother, like any child would do, and the mother ends up going to Susan's house to try to talk to her, but she ends up getting shot through the door. AJ will end up getting shot through the door by the Susan woman. So, Florida police would end up first having her come in. She ends up coming in, say what she has to say, and they let her go. But they would do more detective work, and they would find out that this was not a stay-your-ground type situation because people were worried that since this is Florida, uh, Susan was going to get away with a stand your ground. Like, I can just pull my gun out because you're on my ground. You're on my uh, territory. You're on my home. And I feel threatened. And now I'm just going to shoot you. Blah, blah, blah. That's not the case here. So with them stating that Susan does not get the stand your ground situation or the stand your ground uh, law on her side, she has been arrested. She has been charged with first degree felony of manslaughter with a firearm as well as culpable negligence, battery, and two counts of assault. Um, Again, just like the last topic that I talked to you guys about, this is stupid for someone to be... Let me rewind this and say this right now. Florida, you did something right. Florida, you guys will always get... Well, you guys won't always get the benefit of the doubt from me because you guys have a real jagged and real uh, crooked style of... Um, state down there from your politics to your politicians and to even your laws from time to time. Again, that Trayvon Martin uh, case with me down there in Florida, it still doesn't uh, sit well with me, you understand? But this, you guys did something right. You guys finally did something right here. This was not, uh, this does not count under stand your law ground at all. So I'm glad you guys finally did something right by getting this woman locked up. And I hope she spends a lot of time in jail. That's one. Two, I don't understand why if you are racist or if you have a problem with anyone, why don't you just go and mind your business, do your own thing, just stay inside your own home or stay inside your own bubble, your own world. I don't understand how other people enjoying themselves or doing whatever they're doing, not bothering you, makes you want to pop out the gate and just be a complete colossal ass to them. I don't understand. See, she has a reputation of being an ass 
to the neighborhood kids, which again, I don't understand. How are you able to be an ass to kids that are not bothering you? Now, I understand if the kids are uh, destroying your property, uh, killing your flowers, beating up your cars, like all that type of stuff. I understand all of that while you might have a disparaging uh, taste towards kids. I understand that if the kids around your neighborhood did that to your property, I understand that. But there has been no records of any of that happening. All the records have been of neighbors coming out and saying that, yo, she's been an ass. This woman is not good. She was never good. And for her to even admit to say, yeah, I called one of the kids the N-words, and she says that, on the report, get away from my home. One of the kids told the deputies, saying that she gave them the middle finger and said, get away from my house, you black slave. Yeah, that is an ass move. I don't understand how someone can do that. And again, Florida, as I just applauded you guys, I do have to say again, you guys will never ever get the benefit of doubt from me because of things like this. I don't know how many other states in America where you would think of something crazy, you could automatically think, yep, that's Florida. That's that's you guys. When we think of something that's outrageous, people are going to think that it's Florida because you guys have some outrageous stuff happen over in your state. And for me, again, this topic right here, this shouldn't be a topic. This woman, AJ, she should still be living right now, consoling her four children. But no, she's dead in the ground right now. Those four children now have to live without a mother. I don't like the idea of that. Any kid living without their parent before it's time for the parent to technically go at the kid's, at a kid's age for them to wrap their minds around, to be completely honest with you. When you think about it, a woman's 35 and she's a mother of four. Mm, no. Her children age range is literally from 3 to 12. That is not the age range in which you think that a parent should leave off this planet. People might say to me, Gerald, a 12-year-old knows what death is. Yes, a 12-year-old knows what death is, but does a 12-year-old know how to compensate with death? Does a 12-year-old know how to have a clear mindset on death and say, hey, yeah, mom's not going to be back. She's gone. Or, hey, I now have to pick up the pieces of my family now because mom is gone. No, a 12-year-old does not know how to do that. That's a false parallel. That's a false narrative. You try to tell me that a 12-year-old knows to do that. That's a lie. So again, this shouldn't have happened. The mother still should be alive right now. The white woman, Susan, she's still going to mind her damn business inside of her home. She could not have messed with the black children at all in any aspects. But again, she was an ass. So what can you expect of an ass but to be an ass? And what happens? This. A woman's dead. Four children without their mom. And now a woman that was an ass, she's more likely going to go to jail for this. Now, if she doesn't go to jail, again, this is Florida. So again, I am not going to hold my breath on it. But I'm hoping that she does, to be completely honest with you. That's what I'm hoping for. But uh, we'll have to wait and see as the time goes on. Now, the next thing I kind of want to talk about is Donald Trump uh, being indicted. And I'm not really going to talk about this long-winded 
because I find this as nothing but a shadow game. And what I mean by shadow game, people in the shadows playing public games with everyone that's going to believe this crap. Donald Trump has been indicted for 30 some odd counts. It's all about him uh, hiding documents in Mar-a-Lago. They finally are going to try to get him under some criminal charges for this. I don't see how this is going to stick. This is nothing but voting season about to go down. Trump's being one of the top candidates for presidency again. This is nothing but legit shadow games that we are seeing right in front of our faces. Me, I'm not going to play into it. I don't care about it. Only time I'm ever going to really, and I say this constantly when it comes up to Donald Trump and it comes down to the law and anything with the rest, the only time I'm going to pay any attention is if they say they got him for the January 6th insurrection uh, terrorism attack, all that type of stuff. That's the only time I'm ever going to pay attention to Donald Trump being locked up. Because that's the only thing in my eyes I can see that we can technically lock him up for. For these papers, these documents that he had in Mar-a-Lago, I don't see nothing with it. I don't. Especially with uh, is now being out there that Joe Biden and also, what was man's name? Uh, Donald Trump's vice VP, former VP, uh, Sean Pence. Or Mike Pence, whatever the two Pence's, Mike, there it is, Mike. Mike Pence had uh, documents in his home, and they're not going after neither Joe Biden or Pence because they're stating that uh, once Pence and Biden found papers, or once the government found papers in both of their uh, situations, Pence apologized for it, and he said that he didn't know nothing about it. Uh, Biden said that he apologized, but he also tried to work with the government on it. And the difference is Trump, he tried to hide him away, this and that. Listen, again, I don't care about none of that. You guys, again, are playing shadow games. This is stupid. Trump isn't going to go down for this. I am not a Trump supporter, but I just, again, can see what's clear as day. Um, Get Donald Trump on the insurrection. Get him on something that actually matters. This, this doesn't matter if I'm going to be completely honest with you. So again, don't let these uh, shadow games that they're playing in front of your eyes get you away from the clear message here. They're trying to take Donald Trump away from the presidency, in which if they're going to do that, fine, do it. But don't play with me. Don't try to piss on me and call it rain. Don't do that. This is, again, shadow games all in somebody's face, and I don't like somebody playing in my face. Now, moving over to Hollywood news. First thing I want to talk about is DC Young Fly. DC Young Fly lost his uh, partner, his mother of his children, last week, and he would finally come out to speak about it in an Instagram post this week. He would praise his uh, partner, Miss Jackie O, whose real name was Jacqueline Smith. DC Young Fly would post on Instagram. I wasn't in no rush to post this because I wanted it to be a dream so bad that every hour. I'm reminded of reality, so I want to make sure I applaud you in the proper manner. The comedian wrote next to a carousel of images and videos of the couple and their children. You are the greatest mother I know. Your soul was beautiful. You always wanted the best for others, and I admired how our family loved each other, he wrote. Never had to worry about our kids loving each other because you were on top of that. He added, I will always tell our kids how much of an amazing person you were. DC will also say that he and O were both God-fearing people who were grounded by the Spirit. You know how our last convo went. He wrote, I prayed for you, and now we are here. But 
it's okay. We will continue to pray and hold on to our faith because that's all we know. DC will conclude his post by saying, Love you forever, and our kids are super strong. They help with me with my tranquility. No cap. You with me forever. The queen of my children will always have a spot in my heart and the paradise. Love you forever. Just know we go harder than ever, and God is in control, and he got us covered. So that is something that DC Youngfly will put out for his partner and the mother of his children. Again, this is a uh, terrible thing to happen to such a young couple and such a terrible thing to happen to her three children. Well, the three children that they shared together, it's uh, just completely saddening. And what makes it worse is that someone will pop out the woodworks this week. Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks is an artist. She came onto the show while and out. I believe in 2018 and she would have a bad time on the show is because she will credit DC young fly for, uh, giving her a hard time on the show. Uh, for people that don't know, while and now is an improv show where rappers, entertainers, people in the black community, even some white people will go onto the show and it's nothing but roasting an improv show. It's nothing but supposed to be nothing but, um, good fun. That's all it's about. But Azalea Banks, she would take it hard because in a segment called How Petty, Azalea Banks would have a little moment with DC Youngfly. DC Youngfly would tell Nick Cannon, my boy Nick Cannon is so petty, he couldn't get Cardi B, so he got Azalea's ugly ass. DC would say that comment, and Azalea Banks did not like the comment from DC Youngfly. So... She will hold on to that. She will hold on to that resentment and that grudge. And this week on her Instagram stories, she would just let it rip because of DC Youngfly's unfortunate uh, loss. She would post, damn, DC Youngfly spent years disguising his own deeply rooted hatred of self as jokes pointed at women's beauty, she wrote, projecting his own feelings about his own ugliness unto women perfectly secured in their own skin. Because in the end, I won. I'm happy I cried and wooed on. That Jackie old girl must have been so deeply insecure about herself and the nerve of DC to call such a gorgeous woman as Azalea Banks ugly on national television. Azalea would follow up in another Instagram story by posting uh, Jackie's death being ironic. Death at 32, exactly on my 32nd birthday, May 31st, 2023, in Miami, Florida. She continued before adding that people would learn not to mess with her. The thorn in my side is finally out, she wrote in the concluding post. So, that was Azalea Banks' long-awaited vengeance, quote-unquote, to DC Youngfly. And I don't think DC Youngfly is going to hold on to this, uh... I don't think he's going to let that post slide by any bit of the imagination, to be completely honest with you. For people that don't know, DC Youngfly, he came up on social media by being the guy that roasts people, and that's how he got his big break, and then he went to Wildin' Out, and now he has his own uh, podcast shows with his boys, uh, Carlos Miller and Chico Bean, 85 South, and those guys are just nothing but comedians. They have everybody up there, and the whole black entertainment world rocks with those guys. And DC Youngfly losing his partner, losing his mother of his children, you saw the love that was just sent to him and her family last week. And for Azalea Banks to pop out this week after 
now feeling it's the perfect time to kick someone while they're down. And I mean extremely down. It's just distasteful. It's distasteful. And this is coming from a guy that if I have a grudge against someone, I mean it's a grudge until I say it's over. And I don't even think that's the perfect time to try to shoot at someone when they just lost someone. I think there is some type of decorum that you have. I think that if you were holding on to that type of anger and resentment and you have your opportunity, you take it. But this just wasn't the time. This right here was not the time. DC Young Fly didn't break his leg and you can post that up for that. DC Young Fly didn't break an arm. He didn't break a finger. He didn't get robbed. He didn't get beat down. He didn't do none of these things. This is something that happened to his partner that now DC Young Fly has to teach his children, and his children have to grow up without a mother. This is what I'm saying. Azalea Banks, you went real low, my friend. You went extremely low. I can't even back that. Again, I am a resentful and grudgmental man. When I hold on to a grudge, I hold on to it until I get tired, and I will pick the best time to get at someone. But this right here, this wasn't even the best time. For a man of my resentment, a man that I told grudges, this wasn't it. This simply wasn't it. You could have went at any other time, any time. But this, this just wasn't it, man. You got to apologize. Someone in your corner, someone in your family, someone in your friend group or your associates group needs to come at you and say, you need to apologize to DC Youngfly. You need to get his number, apologize to him, or wait until the dust settles. Yes, you're going to get some blowback because you're already starting to get blowback on social media right now for people saying that you are lost. You lost it. This just wasn't it. You should really not have done that. So hopefully you sit back, you think about what you did. Hopefully you'll just apologize to him. And yes, you're going to get some yelling from him if he was going to yell at you. Yes, he might not want to answer your phone call right now, but please extend that olive branch out to him. Please. Because he lost someone. He lost the mother of his children. He lost his love. That's not good, man. Again, this was not something that technically truly happened to him body-wise. This was something that had happened to his children and something that happened to his children mentally and him mentally. They lost someone physically, and now it's going to be mentally playing with Everybody swept up in this situation. So Azalea Banks, please extend the olive branch out, extend the hand out. Please just apologize to DC Youngfly as this man is going through some turbulence right now. Because nothing's sweet over there. He's hurt. His children are hurt. They're not going to be able to see their mother ever again. So please, again, reach out, apologize, please. Now, on to some happier, kind of messy news continuing on here. Um, NBA player Zion Williams, he would pop out this week saying that he is expecting a child with his girlfriend, I presume. So, first of all, congratulations to Zion Williams and his girlfriend. Also, rapper Corday and his girlfriend, uh, Naomi Osaka, they did reveal the gender of their baby that she's going to be having. It's going to be a girl, so congratulations to those two. But this is more on to Zion Williams. Zion Williams, um, his girlfriend will post up that she's pregnant. And a woman that Zion Williams was messing with would kind of show that she was befuddled by this. 
on Twitter. There's a woman named Mariah Mills, and she's a former adult star, if you will. And she would let out a litany of posts, a litany of tweets, of what she and Zion Williams would used to do in the bedroom. And she would just mention how she would never, she didn't know about the girl. She didn't know nothing about the girl. She thought that she was Zion Williams, number one. That was, that was their thing. But with the information now being that he has a girl pregnant and that was his actual girl and she actually ends up being the side piece, the former adult star, she just lets it all out. And I just want to play you commentary from Stephen A. Smith because Stephen A. Smith came out on his own podcast show and he talked about the situation. And I just want you to hear what Stephen A. had to say about Zion Williams' uh, situation. The name Zion Williamson came up because apparently he's about to be a daddy. He's about to be a dad. He's about to be a dad. And uh, uh, the person who's about to make him a new father is not the person that was on social media talking about him. A girl by the name of Mariah Mills calling him out by name, giving vivid details of their encounters with one another. She's a porn star. Where am I going? Man, you only played 29 games last year. And you missed the season before that. What the hell is taking you so long to get healthy? Well, now I know. You're young, you're not married, you can do what you want to do. It's a damn shame she's putting your stuff out like that. Need to cancel her. But there's a bigger issue here. I mean, she's a porn star. Well, one would surmise she's kind of an expert at whatever it is she does. You know, I've been waiting for the leg injury to cure to, to heal, Zion. I've been waiting, I've been waiting for a while. He's been waiting for a while. I mean, damn, bro. No wonder you ain't healthy. I'm talking about your legs. We need those legs spry. We need you bench pressing with your big self. We need you bench pressing about 400 pounds. We need you running up and down that court. He's a man child. But you can't get healthy. Your lower extremities were compromised. Now, Stephen A, being who Stephen A is, he put a lot of sauce on it. He put a lot of theatrics, the show timepiece. That's what ESPN basically pays Stephen A for, for being the whole showman that he is when he gives his sports take. This is more of a personal take. I mean, he added some sports into it. Talking about Zion Williams only played 29 games this past season. And for the past other seasons, he was getting himself healed up from his leg injury and whatnot. But Stephen A clearly, clearly understands that Zion Williams is a young guy. He called him a man-child. But Zion Williams is a young guy. And this is just another tale of a young guy getting a girl knocked up by also having women in different places and probably telling them different things and lying, a.k.a. to them. And this is basically what happens. Zion Williams is now going to be reaping this situation. And hopefully him and his girlfriend that has the baby on the way will get it right and get it together and that he won't have to pay her child support and all that type of stuff. But time will tell with that, but... This is just another another cautionary tale for a man that comes out of college and that goes into professional sports. Please, for the love of God, if you're going to be messing around, just mess around. Do not have a girl by your side. Do not have a girlfriend. And if you do, 
let her know the deal if you are going to be messing around on her. Let her know, hey, I'm more than likely going to slip, I'm going to fall, I'm going to mess around with some other women out here. Are you cool with that? Have you and her have those adult conversations? Because guess what? It's adulting time now. When you are in professional sports and you're making big boy style money, it's time to be professionals. It's time to be adults in that matter and talk about it. You guys got no other choice because temptation will be following you in every city, every state that you go to just to play a game or even when you're not playing a game and you probably get there earlier and then even after the game. You see the girls lining up to you, wanting to be with you because you know some of them have ulterior motives, but you being a sports athlete, you do not care. You want to be with them. That's just how this whole sports world goes with the gentlemen. It is what it is. Some of the women, they understand that. Some of the women, they don't. It is what it is on that part too. But for the men that are out here with girlfriends and you have a girlfriend that isn't with you cheating on them and you have lied to her, Blatantly in her face saying, no, I'm not going to be messing around with other women out there. And you do. This is the consequence. This right here. Again, the girl posted out what her and Zion Williams did. And she even posts out like a Snapchat message of him saying that he's going to move her down there to New Orleans. Saying, hey, when you get down here, let me know how much it's going to take for you for me to pay you some odd money. Again, this is all information that you could easily search up yourself so again this is another cautionary tale of just creeping around and doing you and being an idiot idiocrity has no age limit you can be a four-year-old be an idiot you could be an 85 year old be an idiot you could be a 35 year old be an idiot zion williams was an idiot in this situation so again sports athletes if you're in college going to be going to the pros please if you have a girlfriend let her know What's going to happen? Let her know temptation is coming. And just be prepared. Have those conversations. It's going to be uncomfortable. But have those conversations so you and her can be on the exact situation, be on the exact same page, and you guys can set out some ground rules. And just in case you guys break those ground rules, you guys know that you guys can terminate your relationship at any time. Again, big boy, big girl style relationship, big boy, big girl type of conversation that you guys got to have. And this is just one of the situations. Because if not, you're going to end up like Zion Williams and having your side piece exposing some of your private messages. And again, detailing some of the stuff that you and her did in the bedroom. But moving away from the controversy, congratulations to Zion Williams for uh, becoming a father soon. And also congratulations to the rapper Corday. I'm glad Corday is not wrapped up in none of this. He's able to keep his nose clean, especially with Oman and Naomi Osaka. So again, congratulations to both of these guys out here. But Zion, please do better. And all future uh, professional players, please do better. Now, I just remember something before I get off of this topic officially. Like, before I officially get off of it. Mariah Mills, you are not um, innocent in this as well. Once you found out about it, just like the rest of the world did, you did not have to unload on Zion Williams the way that you did on social media. You did it for two to three days bad-mouthing him, uh, saying a lot of disparaging things on social media, and even leaking the messages between you and him. That wasn't tasteful. It wasn't great. I understand your feelings were hurt, but you could have found a better way to deal with it. You could have gone and exercised it out. You could have been in your home and just drank a little bit. You could have done a lot of different things to calm yourself down and 
calm down the anger. I understand again. You thought he was yours. You find out that he has a girl pregnant. He's with that girl. You become pissed. What's the first thing you do? Because we're in this age of social media. I'm going to let it all out on social media and I'll expose them for everything. No. You lost the game. It is what it is. Get over it. Go about your business. Try to find another, what, ball player. Find another athlete. Find another entertainer. I'm pretty sure a lot of them are probably in your DMs now after this. And if not, you probably lost a lot of them because of this. And you probably just wait a couple months and then more people are going to rush back into your DMs and then try to hook up one of them. Go about your business. Leave the man alone. Leave the guy alone. Seriously, this is not uh, great for you in any way. If anything, people were supporting Zion. People were saying that he dodged a bullet with you, if anything else. So, again, just leave the man alone, please. Now, getting off of that officially, on to my last official topic here, as this comes from Variety. Country music star Jimmy Allen dropped by record label after second sexual assault lawsuit. Um, This following week, Jimmy Allen has been dropped by his BBR music group, the label confirmed to Variety, late Friday after a second woman sued him for sexual assault. BBR Music Group has dissolved its relationship with Jimmy Allen. The brief statement reads, he is no longer an active artist on our roster. So as of right now, Jimmy Allen is dealing with two uh, sexual assault claims. Jimmy Allen denies the claims from his ex-manager that he raped and sexually abused her over the course of 18 months, calling the allegations not only false, but also extremely damaging. Uh, So that's the first one. Now with the second one, the second lady who is being called John Doe, or Jane Doe, excuse me, John is a dude, but Jane Doe alleges the singer secretly filmed her during sex without her consent or awareness. After that alleged incident, which occurred in July 2022, this woman filed a police report according to her lawsuit. So here's my thing with this. Okay, it never said any of that thing, or it wasn't reported that the sex tape came out. So she knows that he secretly filmed their sexual encounter, but he never pulled it out. Did he threaten her with it? Did he try to blackmail her with it? What What was the deal? I understand uh, filming someone without their consent is a bad thing, and in certain states it's not legal. I know it's not admissible in court. If you happen to record yourself, you need two parties, at least in certain states, to do it, which to me, is stupid, but I digress. Um, but for a sexual like encounter, yes, two people need to consent to that. I agree to that, but an audio type of recording? Nah, only one person needs to. Um, my deal here is that how can he be dropped from a label if, like, the first one they suspended him for, the manager's claim, they just suspended him, and he was just put on hold by the label. This second one, and it's only because he filmed their sexual encounter without her consent or awareness, it was never leaked out. That's my whole point. Now, if it was leaked out, I understand why they dropped him. I understand it completely. But it was never leaked. It was never ever presented as Jimmy Allen's sex tape was leaked to the public. It was never none of that. So I don't understand how he got dropped from his music group. They just probably don't want the bad publicity now. That's the only thing I can think of, to be completely honest with you, but that just doesn't seem right or seem fair, but as more and more comes out, uh, things will come clear to everyone, and 
the lawyer that is representing both of these ladies, she has stated that more women are coming, well, she has spoke to more women, and more women are probably going to come out, which I don't even know if that's even right, because I just think right now this is probably a money grab situation. The first one, it seems like it's a uh, jealousy type deal, or she got hurt feelings, or he probably fired her, and now she's heard about that. I don't know, it's just that an ex-manager saying that he raped and sexually abused her. He came out and said, no, I cheated on my wife with her. We had a long, we had a relationship. It just seems like hurt feelings with that one. This second one, this has some merit because you're not supposed to film someone without their consent. But I just don't know how you get dropped from a music uh, group because of it. But as I said, more information will come out. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to be waiting to see what's going to happen with that. But Jimmy Allen, I told you, my guy, you're going to have a steep hill to climb up. You're a black dude in country music. Uh, they say in the article that I was reading that you were one of the most high-demand musicians in country music. I don't see how you're going to get out of this one unscathed. Right now, you're, right now, you're scarred up. You are clawed up, and I'm not certain if you're going to be welcomed with open arms back in the country music uh, scene again, or you might just have to change out of that and go into another genre, to be completely honest with you. But... Time will tell with that too, right? So, good luck. Now, with all that being said, this hour is almost up, so it's time for me to get you guys out of here. If you did not listen to my midweek episode, you can listen to that right now. I talk about three different topics. It was a smorgasbord of things, so go and listen to that. And if you watch professional wrestling, I talk about that too. It's on uh, Wrestling Highlights of the Week. The episode is up right now, so you can listen to that as well. Now, with all the publication and the advertising out of the way, it's time for me to get you guys out of here. Um, I want to thank all the podcast sites that have me up there. You know who you are. I want to thank you because without you guys, I wouldn't be able to put this episode up, this podcast up to the listeners. You, the listeners, I want to thank you guys for downloading it because I see it every single day whenever I uh, look at it just to see who is downloaded from each and everywhere so i appreciate that from the bottom of my heart i want to say thank you and always remember i love you 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 i do love you all this is not a gimmick this is coming directly from the heart i truly do mean that because if you guys did not download it this would just be me talking to a mic going into a open void of darkness so i appreciate you guys now I hope you guys have a good Sunday. Please uh, be careful out there. Please be careful who you're going to be uh, messaging or driving around. You get the drift. Please be careful of yourself today and as the rest of this week goes by. You'll hear from me again on the midweek episode, the Saturday episode, and also next Sunday's episode as well. So, wrapping it up, this has been My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. He is I, I, him. I love you all. I thank you. Hey, Kanye, could you please take these people home? I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.